Hello, I'm June Sarpong and welcome to Championing Women's Voices, the podcast from NatWest sharing stories of incredible women and their work. In this series, I'm speaking to guests from all walks of life, business, sport, entertainment and activism to discuss strategies for success, whatever that means, and to learn how we can inspire and support one another. Today, it's time to shout as we look at building a brand. It's a busy world out there and it's hard to stand out and building a big brand is important to ensure your business can be a success. So how do you do that? And what are the advantages to having a female brand? Fortunately, shouting about your brand is something two of my guests know how to do very well. In fact, shouting period is something that two of my guests know how to do very well. Uh, it's not often that we have people in the studio that I have known uh, probably all my working life. Exactly. Um, Lindsay Boyd, international speaker, author and founder of The Business of Brand, a school that aims to inspire and educate a new generation of business leaders to create a famous brand. Hello, my love. Hello, my old friend. How, How are, are you? you? I, we haven't seen each other in ages. We haven't. But we've known each other forever. Uh, since we were presenting, I was presenting yeah. the fashion slot on T4 <laughs> with you. Which is at least maybe 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Obviously, we were both in kindergarten we, at the we time. We were, darling. We were. <laughs> we were. Um, and my other guest is Simone Roche, the founder and CEO of Northern Power Women, an organisation that wants to drive gender balance in workplaces from oh from the north of England of course you are in my view the the, the center of the north of England <laughs> I'm everything. You're everything. everything. The Many trains, bad weather, you know, rollers, great humour. In fact, HS2 is going to happen because of you, right? Well, and HS3, because we need to go across, right? Let's not talk about trains. It's the new northern. You know, it used to be the weather, now it's trains. And now it's trains. How long have we known each other? Probably about Oh, yeah, since we were in kindergarten, too. Yeah, in yeah. kindergarten. We were all in the same kindergarten. Yeah, kindergarten's where it all starts. Um, so I think let's start with you, Lindsay. Uh, before we get to what you're doing at the moment, uh, let's talk about your past gosh because my goodness you've had multiple business you're known uh -huh. as what is called a serial entrepreneur can you tell me a bit more about your working life today oh look I left school at the age of 15 uh, with no qualifications and I stood in the kitchen with my mum and my mum said what are you going to do with your life and I looked at her and I said don't worry mum I'm going to be as big as Oprah Winfrey <laughs> <laughs> and yeah my mum looked at me like I had two heads I left school at 15 at the age of 18. I had my first retail shop in Leeds because I'm also a northerner and I brought diesel and replay into the north of England. I then sold that business and I set my second business up with my shoe designer partner and we had a business that was selling in seven distribution channels around the world. I manufactured the shoes in Korea. We spotted a big gap in the market. I had the shoes in the design museum as design classics next to Evian bottles. And we sold the business to Caterpillar when I was 24. What was that business? What it was, was called Stride. Okay. And it was a fashion sneaker brand. And at the time, believe it or not, I was 21. And there was no fashion sneakers in the market. Oh, my wow. goodness. So wow. We sold 150,000 pairs of shoes in the first season. Oh, my goodness. So that's crazy. Crazy. And then the PR company. Yeah. That's so, how I know. Yeah. So when I had the shoe brand and then I sold that brand and then I uh, set my third business up when I was 24 and my friends were going to university. <laughs> and then I started building, renovating or refreshing some of the biggest brands on the high street. 
and I brought a Pringle of Scotland Brack, yeah. which is how, what you know me as yeah. I'm presented to you for. Yeah. And uh, I brought it back from a golfing brand to a brand on Bond Street. Yeah. And then I had a queue of renovation brands. So there was Geeves and Hawks, Wrangler, Urban Outfitters, Lacoste. And over wow. 17 years, I built some of the most famous brands on the high street. You did. And what do you do today? <laughs> so seven years ago, I transferred my knowledge because believe it or not, I sat and I went, I can't do this anymore. I cannot build businesses just from a commercial gain. I wanted to go into the enterprise market and actually teach businesses how to build a business to impact change in the world mm. and how to build a business not only to increase their valuation and their sales and awareness, but how do you build it around a legacy? How do you build it around a purpose? And how do you build it around your business brand and your personal brand and around what you want to be known for? Wow. So I have a business school that runs around the world. It's in London, in Canada, in Australia. We teach for the Mayor's Programme. I wow. teach for the Stock Exchange. And we've just done a partnership with the UN. Brilliant. An early stage. Lovely. And you also have your book too, don't you? And I have my book, Brand Famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching people how to build a famous brand. Yeah. Which is what you've done multiple times. Yeah. Simone, talking of famous brands, uh, Northern Power Women has become synonymous with all things female and the North it's, in quite a short space of time, actually. It's five years. It's our fifth birthday this year and wow. I can't believe it. And Lindsay was at the opening... Uh, Event. Well, you actually really? spoke, well, yeah. we spoke at it. Wow. <laughs> we found each other on social media and I'm like, I need to get you involved. We had one short conversation. Lindsay went, yep, I'm in. And I went, well, there you go. There's that northern approach. But yeah, it was a whole idea. Can you I'd, tell us what it does? Yeah, I, it was all for me around. I worked around gender equality for about 15, 16 years mm. since I met you in kindergarten. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I wanted to see what would happen if we started having the conversation around gender from the north. There was a big festival for business happening in Liverpool back in 2014 and I lobbied to do an event and I had sort of many many people that we know we've talked about earlier today Lynn Franks and various big organizations involved and had 250 people attending and I really hoped it wasn't going to be needed mm. but the legacy of that event made me think you know what I need to do something from the north I need to do something here and I wanted to change where the conversation around gender yeah. was taking place so I set something called ready for change hashtag northern power women up. Wow. And then what happened is a friend of mine, a friend, we set up TEDx Whitehall Women mm. uh, together and she said, Simone, you've got two brands here. And I went, yeah, but I don't think I want anything with women in the name because it was really important to me that this was for all genders, mm. all genders, all ages, all, you know, I wanted to be able to talk about this. And she said, but look at your social media, it's gone bananas. And so what ultimately happened is my hashtag overthrew mutinously, my yeah. ready for change brand. Yeah. The, but the minute I changed it to Northern Power Women, it became a whole campaign. Because be people just understood what it was yeah, straight away. Yeah, yeah it, but it's also a bit mischievous because you, I then started getting, well, what about Northern Power Men? And I'm like, you are absolutely welcome. In fact, actually, you're really crucial. So mm. Northern Power Women has become a campaign which is about accelerating gender equality from the North. It's about recognising, celebrating tremendous kick-ass role models. Yeah. All genders, all backgrounds, all sectors, all stories, because understandably things are very London-centric and I just wanted to be able to shine a light and tell the stories of brilliant individuals so yeah. that when we're then our 16-year-old selves or our 30-year-old self or whatever we are in our journey, we can look and go, you know what? 
I want to do that. And I can see someone that reminds me of me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's a massive storytelling. And I wanted to suppose overwhelm the country, the world with northern power women and yeah. northern power men. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, there is a real powerful spirit from the north actually that is perhaps really the backbone of this country absolutely and, and it is so important to shine a light on that it is and it's all been about storytelling in fact I did this is the whole strangeness of today we all know each other I did Lindsay's business this school. is a brand of school and oh, we, so you actually did the I course, did the school. school. <laughs> how was it yeah. oh it was awesome because and it was great because Lindsay's really challenging in that good way and it's often, and we're talking about brand today, but you've got to really look inside yourself. What is this about? What mm. are you about? And I question myself quite a lot still today mm. about why did I create this? Why I'm not an entrepreneur. I never want to set this up. And it's just evolved. And yeah, it's just, you've got the purpose. It, yeah, it is. And that Lindsay made me find that. Lindsay, uh, speaking of helping people find their purpose, I mean, you talk about building brands as if it's nothing. You make it sound so easy, and it's not. It's no. really hard, and you've worked hard your whole life. Yeah. Where does somebody start? If somebody does want to build a famous brand, yeah. how do uh, they do it? What I teach people is you either build it from a brand-led perspective or a sales-led perspective. What's the difference? Most of the market in the enterprise space is building it from a sales-led perspective. So they're going out to the market and they need to get sales in the door. And so they're trying hard to get sales in the door. And once they've got the sales in the door, then they're trying to open up a channel. How do I get another route to market? Once they've done that, how do I get my product working? And then I look at my brand and I think it's branding. What I teach people is start from the top down rather than the bottom up. Start with the brand and think about the brand in two ways. One is, what's the purpose of why you're doing what you're doing? And the second one is, what's the asset? What's the value that sits inside your business that you can build to the top of the business model, increase the valuation okay. and link the two together. Mm. Then the next thing is think about your brand as your business model. It's your whole business after all. Okay. It's the brand, the product, the channel and the sales. So you're saying <clears throat> it's the other way around to how most people do it. Yep. Okay. So you go top down and yep. you build it as a business model. Yep. Your brand connects with your products, connects with your channels and connects with your sales system. And the first thing I teach people is the definition of brand, which is the end to end of the whole of the revenue stream, oh. the brand, the product, the channel and the sales and connect the whole system together to build out the business plan. OK. And can you give me an example of a business that you think has done it the way you suggest? <laughs> a very famous one, Nike. Is that how they did it? They are probably the shining light of all brands, in my opinion, they are exceptional at connecting their whole revenue system and understanding how everything connects together from... With the ethos of the brand. With the ethos of the brand. Right. And they don't just leave it as a branding exercise and then have their product channel and sales separately. Everything is an end-to-end -end system and everything moves through multiple touch points at the same time. Wow. Wow. Sounds good, doesn't it? Some <laughs> really impressive. <laughs> really? Oh, I, can't, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> When I grow up, I'm going to When do I that. grow up, I'm going to do <laughs> no, that. No, no, you start now. <laughs> you start now. And that's how you transfer your business model over and you increase your sales and yeah. the awareness and the value of the business. And that's how you become a business that's around 100 years from now. Instead of working very hard, driving sales and then...
then incrementally building your business. Yeah, okay, I understand. So, Simone, let's talk a bit <clears throat> more about your working life. So, before Northern Power Women, you'd done quite a few things, hadn't you? You've been busy. You've been busy. <laughs> You'd been at Aintree Race Courses, Blackpool Pleasure Beach. I love Blackpool Pleasure <laughs> I Beach. Love pleasure, Blackpool. Yeah, I we used to do all sorts of events there. <laughs> it was great. So, how is it different from working for big corporations to actually having your own organization? having to pay your staff, make payroll, all those things that are really hard when you're running a business? Well, I think the first place I actually started was in the Royal Navy. So I started at 18 uh, wow. in the military. And it's really interesting. I often challenge myself as to thinking, why am I really doing this? Where did this come from? It was a very male-orientated industry. So, you know, it was 31 years ago. I know, surely not, you would think. I was like, well, how, why am I doing this? And it's it's funny now, I think all my learnings and all the teachings that I got, that, so the discipline, the routine, the teamwork, I think I learned so much there. That is now absolutely coming to, into play. And I think, you know, there's a whole kind of one of the best branding campaigns I always love was that, you know, I, I was born in Liverpool, but I was made in the Royal Navy. I think yeah. there was, there's real elements of powerful that. Really, yeah. yeah. And I think there's so much that I learned from that, that that really takes part in everything I do now. And so then leaving the Royal Navy after eight years and going into sort of the hospitality industry, really, yeah. hospitality events, yeah. gathering people, bringing people together, curating fantastic events in fantastic space, I think has enabled me to now do what I do. For so you. 100%. Yeah. And I think I'm quite late to the the party for a business that's five years old. It's only in the last year that I've actually started to employ staff I've mm. up, um, what I chose it I was quite risk averse quite mm. scared of mm. I didn't create the product because mm. I had a logic that build a field and it will come you know I wanted to sort of really build that reputation build that authenticity so I didn't go out with the product I went mm. out with I suppose galvanizing the relationships I built through all of those roles that I'd done mm. at Aintree Blackpool a network uh, of relationships what, yeah and I think it's almost like you never realize the power of that network yeah, and the power of that network. So much so I remember when I thinking, I'm going to do this Northern thing, but I spoke to my network in London. So all the things that I'd been doing down here, so Melanie Richards over at KPMG and, you know, all these like massively big players that were down here, they gave me the intros into the right people to speak to in the North because mm. the North's a big place. Of course. You know, and it was brilliant because I was enabled then to have those conversations to say, listen, this is what I'm doing. Will mm. you help me join those dots? Yeah. So I think, everything that I did on that journey has really aided me and still aids me now mm. um, into doing what I do and having those conversations and bringing those people together because I believe that when you bring those people together you bring that magic those conversations that energy that spirit mm. and stuff happens stuff happens <laughs> quite fantastic isn't it so Lindsay the strap line from your book is how to get everyone talking about your business I love it so can you give us some key <clears throat> tips on how to do just that yeah Interestingly, you know, when I was at school on my report, I used to say Lindsay would do a lot better if she stopped talking. Mine too! <laughs> Mine too! Talks too much. Talks yeah. too much. And I always wanted to go back and go, hmm, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> How you like me now? <laughs> so, uh, look, how to get everyone talking about your business. There's a key element that I discussed with people. One is building your business push, and the other one is building your business pull. 
Oh. Let me explain okay. what that means, yeah. right? When you push the market, you're selling to the market. And typically businesses, 87% of businesses actually, are out in the marketplace at the moment and they're selling their product and they're selling the benefits of the product. I have a phone and the benefits of it are it goes fast and it's speedy and all that stuff. What we teach people is that when you go out to market in that way, the market's saturated. So you have to spend a lot of money on marketing to and advertising be heard, yeah. to be even seen. Right. Yeah. So people are spending hundreds millions. of right, millions, hundreds of millions yeah. on advertising and clickables to be able to get to the top of the pile. What I teach people is you're never going to talk about your product or your benefits ever again. Okay, that's normally the look. Wow. So June is now looking at me with big eyes and a shock of surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and, so what am I talking about then? Right, so in my business school, people go, okay, so if I'm not talking about that, what on earth am I going to talk about? And then I make them do an exercise. Okay, what are you now going to talk about? If you're never going to allowed to talk about that, what are you going to talk about? And they have to sit there and start to explore what am I going to go and connect emotionally with mm. my customer. Okay. So I'm never going to talk to you and try and sell I'm to you. I'm never going to say I've got <clears throat> the best mascara. Nope. So I've got to work something else. Yep. Okay. And so what I teach people is we're in a who era and the who mm. era is the emotional connection of your customer. And to engage the emotions of the customer, mm. you need to get them into a space of going, oh my God, you know me. Mm. How do you know mm. me? And when you get them in that space, mm. then you can start engaging with them, but still not selling to them. Mm. Because otherwise they go, oh, you don't know me at all. Yeah, or you just want my money. <clears throat> or you just want my money. Yeah. So what you're looking to do is engage your customer in an emotional connection mm. and not a sales connection. And that's how you create pull and that's when the market comes to you yeah. and you're no longer selling to the market. Fabulous. And I remember when I did your course, you talked about one of the sessions that we did was about creating business people as the new rock stars. Exactly. And you talked about I'm that. I'm so interested in that. Uh, I think we it, need that for the next generation. We need to give them different options. And, it, well, and I think one of the things was, and I've used that constantly, and I think Northern Power Women is not about Northern Power Women. I went to number 10 last week. I was asked to go in oh, she did. and talk. Hello. Did, did I drop that? Did I, I drop that? Oh. Were you at the palace too? Uh, yeah, it has been known. <laughs> <laughs> but I went, I went and, and I was really keen to not go in and go, Northern Power Women is this and it's this numbers and it's this. So actually what I did was I told the story of the people. Right. You know, so it was almost a case of you look at what happened obviously in the election. Uh, you know, I'm not here to talk politics because we are so apolitical, mm -hmm. but we talked about what we've done in Durham, where we've supported on the Tech Up Women programme, what we're doing in Lancashire with Scale Up Female Entrepreneurs, what we've done with an amazing amazing group in Liverpool where these women have worked now to rewrite the industrial strategy. We're not messing about here, but it's wow. about this community enables that change mm -hmm. to happen. And I took that from what you talked about, which was not about saying it's this, this and this, and these are our USPs. It's about the people and the story that are doing and people buy into the story. They don't do. they? You yeah, know? fantastic. So I want to know, because you both, well, Lindsay, you work with a multitude of brands. Yeah, big and small. Big and small. And obviously, Simone, you have your own focused on women. So let's talk about this from a female perspective. What are the advantages of having a female-led brand? Oh, or a female-focused brand? I think there's a real willingness to support Okay. You know, so we, we did an event with NatWest at the start of this year. Yeah. We had 110 entrepreneurs in a room in Manchester and I had one woman who put her hand up and she said... Um, I'm previously a lawyer in my previous life. I'm used to giving all the help. Mm. I'm used to doing that. Now I'm running my business. I need help. I need help. Yeah. She's, but I don't know, who to, you know what to ask or who to ask. And I said, what's your ask? What's your question? And she looked at me and I went, ask. And then I looked to the room and said, who can help? 
25 hands all put their hands up and then mm-hmm. it's the conversations that happen. So I think there's that real will to collaborate, yeah. to and help. support. Yeah, but I think what we have to do more of is we have to ask. Yeah. Agreed. Ask for help because people want to help. Mm. But And people are actually flattered. Mm. You want my help? Mm. You want my advice? Agreed. Mm. Um, okay, so um, I'm going to continue on with a conversation that Simone just had. I teach people pre-digital, it was all about your business brand. And now post-digital, everybody Googles everyone. Mm. So you Google people, right? Mm, yeah. I Google people, you Google everyone people. Does. Everyone yeah. does. Yeah. And I do this on stage. So when I ask people who thinks they're being Googled, less hands go up. And so what I teach people is that the people brand is now more important than the business brand itself. Because the first thing they're doing is Googling you. Mm -hmm. The second thing they're doing is looking at your social. And the third thing is they're looking at your website. Mm. So if we can empower women to build their personal brand and lead with their personal brand before the business brand, the market at the moment is in a women's era. I agree. And they will... An an inclusive area. Absolutely. And so my thing is, how do you create unity? How is it men and women combined? And women, if they can turn their personal brand into something around what they really want to be known for. Mm-hmm. How do they want to show up and build their business model around that? Yeah. Then women do come together, as Simone said. Mm. There is camaraderie. Yeah. And then we and it is about unity and bringing both sides together. It is, and it's so funny you say that, um, Lindsay, because actually, you know, I used to live in the states. Absolutely. And, and yeah. I had my women's network. The thing that I noticed I most, spoke to- you did, and you attended <laughs> my first event <laughs> yeah. in gender equality. Exactly. Was very good. Yeah, it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I noticed most is American women are much better at that building a personal brand. They are. If you look at the high-profile female corporate executives in the States, we all know who they are yep. before even who they work for. Exactly. So a Sheryl Sandberg and Marissa Mayer and so on. And actually, we don't do that enough here. No, and that's the big changeover point that I'm doing. I'm working with a lot of celebrities, yes. CEOs and, yes. and younger women mm. and teaching them how to lead with their personal brand and then connect it in with the business brand. But enable it to be through the whole business model and not just a branding exercise. Brilliant. I love it. And that Please. was the whole reason I set up in the second year of the Northern Power Women Awards because I wanted to encourage men and women because it was open to both genders and I get some grief about that. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, absolutely not. This is not just a women for women about women's problem to solve. Mm. This is about Everyone. all of us. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, I, and I created it because I wanted people to high-five themselves and I wanted people to sort of feel a bit awkward about writing their responses because there are responses. It's not a case of you're nominated and then it goes to a judging panel it's you're nominated then you've got to answer three questions wow and what then, a great way of doing uh, it well, right. and then we have 65 judges then it's video so it's quite robust and it's there's an element of it making it feel as though you need to question and look at what you're writing but I get the feedback that it's actually it was really awkward Simone and I hated that you made me do that but god it was cathartic mm. god it was great to do this mm. and if you think this year we had just short of 1500 nominations wow you know in year one we had 700 and this year we had an extra 500 so mm. it's just gone but it did it purely this isn't about just creating loads of winners. This is about creating people that go, someone took the time yeah. to recognise me or mm. to celebrate me. Yeah. So I yeah. think it's really important that we all have to embrace our responsibility as a role model. I love that. So we've been talking about crowded markets and so on. How do you stand out in a crowd? Lindsay, you want to go first? Lead with your personal brand. Yeah. Go from an emotional connection and not a sales connection. Mm -hmm. And then understand what the business model is that sits behind that. Okay. So 
What I mean by that is, okay, now you understand what your brand is, your purpose, your asset, your emotional journey. What products are you connecting with that? So typically people will have their core product and they'll go from, this is my profile, now come and buy my product. And what I'm teaching people to do is go, what awareness product could you bring to the table? So could you have a book that's going to engage somebody? Is there a leverage product? So could you connect something with your book, like an online learning platform or a subscription model that will create a community mm. that will engage people before you go in for the sell of mm. your core product? Mm. And what that enables you to do is once you've pulled the market in mm. through your profile is keep the market engaged with you yeah. and go on the journey with you. Yeah. What tends to happen is people pull the market in a marketing strap line and then they try and sell brilliant love it invest in your relationships yeah. you know you can build so many up over from your previous businesses from you know think of my career I've mm. still got relationships all the way along the line from sort of school all the different jobs but invest and be generous be generous of spirit so yeah. sometimes you know it's not just about kind of flinging a business card or connecting on LinkedIn, it is about thinking about what that conversation you've had. And it might be six months later or a year later or something. You think, gosh, I need to just have a conversation or this may be handy, but I think you've got to invest. Yeah, you've got to invest in those people. Yeah. And they stay with you along for the journey. Yeah. I think they? if you're genuine and authentic about that, you know, you haven't just gone there to go, right, now I need to come in and sell yeah. to you. You know, then <laughs> that's, exactly. that's how they'll remember you that way. Yeah. But if you're, Agreed. they remember you for you, for you, you know, then yeah. that's what people buy into. I love it. So you've talked about the sort of way to do it. Is it a magic formula or is there a case-by-case basis? There is a formula. Do you really believe that? There is. Really? Yes, there is. Look, you... I feel like there's a magic wand. I know. (laughs) You have to work into the formula. Mm. So every single ingredient that you put into the formula has to be And the right amount. And the right amount. So you'll put your mix in and I'll put my mix in. But the ingredients of how you make the cake is how you make the cake. Oh, <laughs> who knew? <laughs> well, you, you, t- you said that when I was. And I've when always putting... said that. And you've always said that. Uh, there's a f- mathematical formula to plants. Yeah. How things are grown. Yeah. There is a formula to growth. We call it finding your formula for growth. Mm. And how you work into the formula to create your ingredients is how you create the growth of your brand. Oh, I love this. this I think, I, and I think, you know, I think of all the events and the gatherings that we've put together. It doesn't mm. matter whether it's for three people or whether it's for 300 people. It's always about the people that you're working with, the people that you put on the stage and yeah. your audience. You've got to have equal respect. Yeah. About, and it's that, you've yeah. always talked about that menu and that recipe. Absolutely. And you are the chef of pulling that all together. Yes. Yeah, so Let's you have cook to it up. see yourself as a chef. Yeah. You do. Wow. And you put the ingredients in your cake. You put your ingredients in your cake, which then hopefully is a successful business. Hopefully it rises. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully it rises. I like that. <laughs> so are there three key points that help with this formula? Would you both say? Simone, what do you think? I think there is an asking for help. You know, if you're unsure, ask for help. I'm not a big fan of Blacking yeah, yeah, I think it's being authentic. I think everything's about trekking back to you. Why yeah. did you do this and why are you doing it? What's your purpose of why you're doing it and questioning that? Ask for help if you're not sure mm. and pay it forward. Pay, pay it forward. forward. You have pay to. it forward yeah. and pay it forward a little bit more. And I think that goes for everyone. Yeah. I, I met with an 18-year-old amazing young woman on Sunday. She was in the Manchester bombing, had left school um, without the GCSEs, has just finished her two-year apprenticeship. Fantastic. And she sat there, it's Sunday, you know, and we met up and 
you know, I asked her, I asked, I happily connecting her in with people, but I said, but it's important that you pay it forward too. Mm. It's important mm. that you, you are an amazing source of information. So we've all got something to give. We do. You know, and I think we could preach that every day. Well, it's funny because we uh, interviewed Grace from Miss Kicks Indeed. and you said you've been paying it forward for her. Indeed, she's yeah. awesome. She's fantastic. Simone's good at paying it She yeah. is. You are. Well, you both well, are. Well, yeah, that's what you. we're here to do. Yeah. Uh, what are the three bits to the formula? To okay, the, uh, all right, I'm going to give you more three. More for the pie. Uh, <laughs> right. Or cake. <laughs> so, first one, faceless to face. What I teach people is that people have been building faceless brands. They've been putting their brand face forward, and now it's time to put the people faces forward. Not only the CEO of the organization, but the employer brands of the organization also. And what that means is that you build your people brands all of the people brands inside the organization around what they want to be known for. How smart. And you align the people brands with the business brand and you pull the market with all the channels of the what people. What a clever way of doing that because often we always focus on, on the CEO, absolutely. the leader. And we make the Steve Jobs and Richard Branson. But it's no longer but about that anymore. who are the people anymore? who made them, right? Exactly. They didn't do it on their own. Yeah. And so... And also, every single person in an organization is a channel to market. Mm. Social media, partnerships, brand power on Google. Friends. Friends. Yeah. And so you build the people brands as well as the business brand. Mm -hmm. The second one is silo to integrated. Okay. And what that means is, and we've just discussed it here, silo means I'm building my business, I'm there to shift the world. But actually, the reality is if we campaign together, if we are all about shifting education and we go, okay, well, I've got a business school and you've got a power women of North and you're, mm. you know, you've got your business and so mm. forth. And then we all come together and we go, I'm going to stand for shifting education. Mm. And we go together. Where do we collaborate? How support? do we collaborate? Yeah. And then the third one is, like I said to you, which is the most important one, which is sales led to brand led. Mm. We have to move from this mindset of sell, 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 and move into an emotional connection with the customer and connect the whole of the business model around it and mm. not have it as a marketing strap line. Oh, I love it. We love it. You two could chat for hours. <laughs> this is just episode one. This is episode one. <laughs> episode one. whole series with these two. Okay, so sadly, oh, we are... No. I know. Woo. No. Uh, we are nearly out of time. Uh, but one thing that I ask every guest on this podcast, so of course I have to ask you both as well, is who is your champion? If you could pick one person or a story that you think of as your champion, who or what would it be? Simone? I've got a whole cabinet of them, but, okay. I, but you know. I, one I will think, do. I think one, I think my husband is obviously one. We like, love Northern, your husband. Northern power man, yeah. you know, but I'm going to put him there as a, a given, right? Yeah. You know, I'm going to pick a lady called Ruth Shaw. So Ruth and I sort of, she contacted me very early days when I was working down here in London and said, what's this thing you're organising? Can we get together? I'm on the board of women in football. Can we collaborate? Which is exactly mm. what we talked about today. After a 30-minute coffee, we decided we'd set up TEDx Whitehall Women. Oh. And we went off on that journey together. Which has done remarkable uh, things. Absolutely. Yeah. And she, last year, won a Pinky Lailani's Kindness yeah. and Leadership Awards. And that is her. Everything I asked for, she's now the general manager of the Premier League Charitable Foundation. She's phenomenal. Everything, every little ask, every big ask, she's there. Mm. She has my back. She always says, I'll get my red pen out if you want. She always gives me the best feedback and always because she believes in what I'm you're doing. doing and believes in you. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to call out Ruth as my champion, number one Northern Power Woman fan from Lancaster. And I'm her biggest fan. Fantastic. Lindsay. Oh, gosh. 
I met my business partner seven years ago and I sat with him and I said to him, I can't do this anymore. And he came from the fund management world and he sat with me and he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to shift the world into a new era. And he has worked with me for seven years. His name's Darren Sherlaw and he has worked with me for seven years and he is a mathematical genius. Mm. And he has worked with me and championed this business around building it, around me going out and going, the business model's around shifting the world. The business model is around building brands to shift industries. We're building a technology platform. We're building a quiet revolution. Come and join the quiet revolution. He's built the whole model around it and the financial structures and how we grow it, how we scale it. And at no point has he ever faltered from that with mm. me. And we have a lot of, you know, we're very strong characters so mm. that, you know, we will go with our own opinion. But he always backs me. He is my business husband and he supports yes. me 100%. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we love a business husband yeah. too. Yeah. And yeah. then my home husband. Yeah, he's all right Also as well. supports the household. <laughs> so between the two of them, I'm covered. <laughs> he's hanging out with Northern Power Man. He is. <laughs> love it. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you both for the wonderful work you're doing and for Thank being you. examples of what it is that you want to create. So well done. And Thank wonderful. You to see you both oh, oh my god it was wonderful so much thank fun. you <laughs> Uh, so if you want to find out about how NatWest supports female-led businesses, all you need to do is search NatWest Women in Business online. Take care. Bye. 